Welcome to the 15th Club with your hosts, Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers. Ed and Scotty will bring you up to date on all the big news in the world of golf every Saturday from 5 to 6. Hi, friends. Time to tee it high and let it fly. Good afternoon. I'm Ed Clements along with Scotty Sayers. As Sports Saturday is underway, this is the 15th Club live from historic Dirty Martin's Place on the drag. Uh, the iconic hamburger joint that's been here since, gosh, 1926. Yeah. That is almost 100 years, almost as old as Lines Municipal. Come on and down to see it. We are watching the Longhorns struggle with the Houston Cougars. This is your place to watch USC and Utah tonight, Mac Browns, North Carolina, and Virginia. It is the place to be on a Saturday afternoon. Our show proudly brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance. ABC Bank, with assistance from Zilker Belts, Adele Goff, Donald Ross Sportswear, the Muni Conservancy, Maudie's Tex-Mex, the Naughty Deck and Bar at the Austin Renaissance Hotel, and by Salt Lick Barbecue. Scotty, uh, we're going to talk golf, but also college football, and an uh, interesting game going down, down in Houston. The Longhorns jumped out to a 21 to nothing lead, but now, in the third quarter, it's all tied up. Houston and Texas tied 21-21, a bunch of uh, mistakes by the Longhorns have put the Houston Cougars back in this game when they were look, looking like they were DOA in the first quarter. Houston did not look like a good team at all, and, and they're not, quite frankly, uh, for the first 15 minutes of the game. And this is a Houston team that last year, if you remember, Ed, we were sitting at this table here at Dirty's at the beginning of the season looking at their schedule. They had a senior team, and people thought they might contend for the national championship. And now they got nothing, yeah. nothing, they except they're, they're making a game of it today. Yeah, they've, they've tied the Texas Longhorns. Again, Texas jumped out to a 21 nothing lead, but uh, the Longhorns have really shot themselves in the foot. Uh, the Longhorns were leading 21 to 7 late in the second quarter when inexplicably Steve Sarkeesian called a fake field goal on a fourth and six. They pitched it to Burt Auburn, the kicker, who had to go seven yards just to get to the line of scrimmage and then, then six more yards to get first down. Texas doesn't get it. And uh, Houston scored to make it 21-14. And then the Cougars just scored here in the third quarter. It's 21-21. Uh, and this has get, get this. This has gotten away from the Longhorns, and they got to get this thing back. When you were still the quarterback, it was so lopsided at 21 to nothing. Tim Brando, Tim Brando uh, of uh, Fox said, "Well, it's this going this way. We may see Quinn, uh, we may see uh, uh, the Manning kid for the first time this year." He said that uh, you are not going to see uh, uh, Manning this afternoon with a 21-21. Longhorns are scrimmaging from uh, just around midfield, and it's a fourth and two. And, yep, Steve's going to go for it. Houston just took a timeout. So, strange game. We had a strange game earlier with the team Texas lost to two weeks ago, the Oklahoma Sooners. Oklahoma went to the edge before subduing Central Florida, 31-29. Central Florida had a chance on a two-point extra point to tie the game with less than a minute to play. But... Uh, they went crazy. They tried a trick play, a double pass, a double pass from the two-yard line. So they lose 31-29. So Oklahoma still undefeated. They're seven and zero. It was a double pass, except the the pass, the second, the backwards <laughs> pass, pass took pass. place, and the yeah. forward pass did not. Um, and in a strange way, Scotty, uh, even though I didn't want Oklahoma to win, it's better for the Longhorn 
fateful to get a chance to go to the national title game if they went out if Oklahoma continues to win. Yeah. That's the bottom line. It sure seems like Oklahoma is going to be tested and, and may well lose again. I mean, or lose for the first time. Yeah. Maybe a couple of times. They may not make the Big 12 championship okay, game. Okay, here, here we go again with this new coaching. It's fourth and two. You've got Jonathan Brooks back there, and they try a swing pass, and it's incomplete. So Houston is going to take over the ball near midfield. What is going on with these modern coaches? Good Lord. This is the second time that Steve has done something, which I consider pretty dumb at a fourth and two. But, man, oh, man, we saw that early in Ohio State when Ryan Day doesn't get a field goal and they still win the game. What's going on with these new coaches, Scotty? Ed, I don't know. You can't get inside their head. They they think they can go downfield, but why not use Brooks? And, exactly. And just, just try to manhandle an inferior team. Exactly. You exactly. Know. It's. I think they think too much, and Steve likes to pass the ball. I don't know. It's just uber frustrating now. Houston, 21-21, has the ball around midfield midway through the third quarter. Let's get you up to date around the country what happened before we start talking golf, and we got some big golf news to talk about. Uh, earlier today is, as I said, Oklahoma over UCF 31-29. Baylor defeated Cincinnati in a battle of two bad teams, 32-29. That was up in Cincinnati. Cincinnati really is no good. Right now, West Virginia leads Oklahoma State 24-20 in Morgantown. Earlier today, Ohio State over Penn State 20-12. Let me tell you what, Ohio State's defense is awesome. Their offense is not so good, but they had enough to defeat Penn State today as Penn State loses 20-12. to Right now, it is Alabama 24, Tennessee 20. Alabama has come from way back. Bama now leads 24-20. And if you're a Longhorn fan, you want the Longhorns, uh, you want Alabama to win this thing because Alabama, as far as the Longhorns go, you've got to want Alabama to continue to win. Also today, uh, going on right now, Oregon leads Washington State 30 to 16. Uh, so that gets you up to date on the scoreboard. Some really good games tonight, including Utah, USC, Arizona State, Washington, Duke, and Florida State. And our friend Mac Brown looks for win number seven tonight as they will host the Virginia Cavaliers. That should be an easy one for them, theoretically. I it mean, should, I mean, yeah. we're seeing some weird stuff today. We Ed, are, but. Um, Boy, Drake Mays having such a good year. I think Max got them focused. They've got, a, you know, they've got Duke. They've got Clemson still in front of them. Yeah, but you know, they have a path to the college football playoffs. Indeed, they do. And uh, even though I think Florida State is a really, really quality team, Florida State may lose tonight. We don't know about the Duke quarterback. But, uh, yeah, if Mac continues to win, needless to say, they're in the mix for the national championship. As the Longhorns, with the one loss still in the national championship mix, as Houston takes over on their own 45-yard line after the failed fourth-and-two attempt by the Longhorns. Ed, we, uh, we do have some, some golf news. We were in Midland this week. And, uh, well, let's wait till after the break to okay. talk about that because that was a big event for First Tee of Midland and our friend Bill Munn. And I want to sort of uh, quantify that with how important junior golf is Indeed. to the game and growing the game in the future. Let's do that. We're going to take a break after this break. More with the Longhorns and Cougars. Cougars uh, with the ball right around midfield. 
under seven minutes, to, uh, under eight minutes to play in the third quarter. It's a tie game, 21-21. A little golf, a little football. When we come back, this is the 15th club on KLBJ, part of Sports Saturday, proudly brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance and by ABC Bank, Ed and Scotty, on this Saturday afternoon. Back with more from historic, iconic Dirty Martin's Place right after this. Houston, Houston means that I'm one day closer to you. Oh, honey, Houston. Back to Austin Golf Talk on the 15th Club with Ed Clemens and Scotty Sears. I'm Larry Gatlin, and I'm listening on KLBJ Phone App from Nashville. God in the Thank you so much, Larry Gatlin of the Gatlin Brothers. Ed Clements and Scotty Sears back at Dirty Martin's Place. This is the 15th Club part of Sports Saturday on a beautiful Saturday afternoon as we watch the Longhorn struggle with the Houston Cougars. Still 21-21, under six minutes to play in the third quarter. Texas held a 21-0 lead, a 21-0 lead, but Houston has stormed back to tie this thing. The longer you, the Cougars are staying in, uh, the better chance they have of winning this thing. Texas needs to take care of business. They've got the ball inside Cougar territory right now. Our show proudly brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance and by ABC Bank. You just heard from Larry Gatlin and Scotty. We had the honor of being in Midland, Texas on Tuesday for the dedication of the first tee of West Texas. Our great friend Bill Munn, who was a UT golfer in the early 1960s playing for Harvey Pinnock, uh, led a group to build this beautiful facility. They call it Billy National and the First Tee of West Texas. And it was a wonderful afternoon dedicating the golf course and a nice event that night at the Chaparral Center. Ed, you did a great job uh, at the main event that evening uh, interviewing President Bush, who Boy, do we miss him! Boy, we miss him! We really miss him. I mean, it was a, uh, it was a very friendly crowd there, obviously. But he had some things to say about the state of our nation. He's not the kind of ex-president that goes public and criticizes other presidents. Right. However, he's concerned about our foreign policy and some of the different things. But more than that, for that night, it was a celebration of golf, and he's the honorary chairman of the First Tee Nationwide. Now, this is a facility in Midland that uh, your group, Core Crenshaw, uh, helped build. It's out uh, in just a field in, in, in Midland, but it's got a beautiful, huge driving range. It's got a big putting green and six holes. It does, and it, it's, it's sort of been Bill Munn's dream because the, the school teams and the young players that want to learn the game didn't have a place to play in Midland. And they built this facility, much like the first tee facility here in Austin. And a young man got up that introduced President Bush and talked about how golf changed his life. And being around first tee and the core values completely changed his life. And I want to tell you, if the University of Texas that has the, the land under Lions Muni doesn't realize the way golf can change young people's lives... You go out to Muni in the afternoons, Ed, and I'm equating this to what happened out in Midland with Ben Crenshaw and the Gatlins and President Bush. There's hundreds of kids out there. Any day, there's over 100 of them, and these are high school golf teams. That's their home course. There's kids from the Austin Junior Golf Academy, and they're learning the game, and they are going to be better people because of these uh, 
trustworthy goals they learn as b- being golf. You have to trust your fellow players. You have to play by the rules. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, got to I'm going to ask you about some rules later okay. in the game too. But uh, yeah, this is it's, it's, the, it's a great organization, and this is going to be great for Middle. We've got a, a very thriving first tee, but uh, that is in Far East Austin and. Lions Municipal serves so many high schools and middle schools, it will be a flat-out tragedy. A tragedy for our town, uh, not only for golfers, but young people, if University of Texas decides to put condos over there. It would be just a total disaster and would be extremely shameful to the University of Texas if they decide to do that. Well, I hope Kevin Eltaf and Jay Hartzell and Chris Del Delconi start to think about what an asset uh, that piece of property remaining as a golf course could be to UT. There's a way to make it a win-win for everybody. And, uh, you know, hopefully it's not just about winning football games. It's about other things at UT. And, you know, we've got a great campus, great faculty, and other things. So let's let's round it out. Yeah, exactly. It would, it's, it's a great addition over there. All right, let's get you up to date on the Longhorns before we get you up to date on golf. Still 21-21, under four minutes to play in the third quarter. Uh, for some reason, the Texas Longhorns now are passing it exclusively. Jonathan Brooks was running uh, through Grant like Dixie in the first half, but Steve Sarkeesian's gone away from that. Now they're passing a ton, and it's still tied 21-21, but the Longhorns are inside the Cougar 10-yard line looking uh, to go up. It's a third-and-goal situation for Texas. Uh, Quinn Ewers looks, 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 throws, 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 and throws it out of the end zone. So here we go again. Fourth down situation. Steve, get some points. I repeat, Steve Sarkeesian, get some points. Put that play card down and go kick the field goal. But sadly, the Longhorns look like they may have to uh, may have to settle for a field goal in this situation. All right, I'm going to interrupt, Ed. I know you're on the edge of your seat about the Live Team Championship going on in Orlando. Wow. Wow. Did you like the broadcast today? Did you watch it? You know it? what, Scotty? I was watching football, and I stumbled in, stumbled on the broadcast and watched maybe 10 seconds. Longhorns just uh, kicked a field goal, and they now lead 24-21. No, I watched none of it. And you know what? In a time when they don't have much interest in live golf, this is a really Mickey Mouse idea to have a team championship, in my opinion. Well, they, they you know, they play the whole year for seeding in the team championship and such, and they're down to the uh, the finals will be tomorrow with your favorites. The Aces will be going against the Crushers. Okay, I don't know so, any any member of the Aces, nor I don't remember the Crushers. Okay, I'll bring you up to date. But let me just say, our friend Sergio Garcia won his match today. But the Fireballs Golf Club. Oh no, they went down. They went down. It's a it's a funny it's a funny way they do this. The team captains play each other each day. Then the number two players on each team play each other each day. Those are singles matches. And then the third and fourth player on each team play each other each day. So there's three points out. And the, uh, anyway, the Range Goats won, Torque Golf Club won, Crushers won. Aces one. I don't know. How ridiculous is that? I don't know. And but, last week they had the finals of the individual play, and the young man from Oklahoma State, whose name has just escaped me, Scotty. Taylor uh, Gooch. Taylor Gooch. Thank you. Taylor Gooch was the end-of-year champion. His total this year is $31 million. Brooks Kepka won the individual tournament last week. He got a $4,000 check. Sergio got $4 million, you mean? 
Pardon me, four you million. Say, did you say, say four thousand? No, excuse me. Add some zeros. He got four million for winning. Sergio got one point one million for third place. Then his team won, so he got I think nine hundred thousand dollars more. Hey, yeah, it's uh, well. Shoot, the team winner tomorrow gets fourteen. The team gets fourteen million dollars tomorrow. Oh, whatever my team Lord. wins. My Lord. So they're you know they're not playing like you and I would at Muni no. for a Coke. Or yeah. A dollar. What, whatever. Yeah. It's, it, it is ridiculous, but you look the bang for their buck on TV, it's nothing. We have more listeners right now listening to our show <laughs> than they have watching Live Golf. I promise you that. We have more loyal listeners. Yeah, no, the CW Network, I don't I don't even know what it is on the on the on spectrum or anything. I think it's 12 on my whatever I have. I don't know what, the, but it's just, it's ridiculous. Now, oh, okay, so let's talk about the Zozo Championship a little more. Po- I mean, look, live is what it is, and it's, but, but I don't see that merger taking place, not next year, uh, yeah. uh, where they're coming together. They got, they got a lot of planning and a lot of things to do, and Phil Mickelson put his foot in his mouth again this week. He that did. was weird. He, he said more people are going to. Uh, go from the PGA Tour to the Live. I don't think maybe maybe a Patrick Cantlay who's become really surly lately. Maybe a Xander Schauffele who's talking about more money these days. Maybe those two guys. I don't know. I know they kicked out about four guys, the bottom four, including uh, Chase Kepka, Brooks Kepka's brother. He's going to try to fight back on the Corn Ferry Tour. But yeah, Phil is being Phil. And by the way, what we're talking about this next half hour about a special person being in town. Now, the PGA Tour is in Chiba, Japan, at the Narashino Golf Club. It's the Zozo Championship, dominated by American players. And right now, Justin Suh of Southern Cal is a leader at minus nine. Two players are one shot back entering tonight's final round. Bo Hostler of the University of Texas and Eric Cole, Ardena Depar, Colin Morikawa of the United States is at minus seven, and Emiliano Grillo of Argentina is at minus six. Bo Hostler had the most amazing round, they say, possibly of the PGA Tour year. 40 mile an hour winds in Japan on Friday, and he goes out and shoots a 67, 65, something like that. Yeah, John Fields was on last week, Ed, with us, and Bo Hostler had had his best career round on the PGA Tour last week, a 62, and ended up finishing seventh in that tournament but um he's on a real he's on an upward pace and maybe he can close it out tomorrow it'd be great he's never won on the pga tour he came very close about six years ago when it looked like he was going to win the houston open until uh the young ian polter ian polter yeah. surprised him late so bo hostler hanging around the leaderboard bo hostler will tee off he's in the final group he'll tee off at 8:27 tonight uh austin time on the Golf Channel, 827. So he should be over maybe one or two. You can watch late college football and watch action from the Zozo Championship. So good luck to Bo Hostler. How cool that would be for Bo Hostler to win his first tournament in this fall season. I know Scotty's not playing. George's not playing. Rory are the big names. But well, Colin still... Morikawa is just too back. He's up there. Yeah, he's, he's got family there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's too back. So you do have some quality players. But how cool it would be for Bo Hostler to get into the Masters because whoever wins tonight will be in the Masters and plus get all the riches as first place will bring you on uh, the PGA Tour. So, again, he tees off at 827. Uh, okay, let's get you up to date on uh, college football. Longhorns lead, Houston 24-21, 24-21, as we're about to get into the 
fourth quarter down in Houston. Fans, the Longhorns were favored by some, oh gosh, 23 and a half points. They were favored by 23 and a half points. Uh, top 25 play, there's a great game going on. Alabama now leads Tennessee 27 to 20, 27 to 20 as they continue to play. We got to take a break uh, for the news here on KLBJ. After the break, more on college football. Also, it's a big week for amateur golf in Austin as it's the Hannon Cup week, the best pros versus the best amateurs in all of Austin. This is the 15th Club on KLBJ Radio, back after the news. Everywhere I go, there's a pretty girl there. I see a pretty girl. Pretty, pretty, pretty girl. Everywhere I go, there's a pretty girl there. I see a pretty girl. Pretty, pretty, pretty girl. Pretty girls, pretty girls, pretty girls, everywhere. Uh, hi, everybody. This is Huey Lewis reminding you that you're listening to the 15th Club on KLBJ Sports Saturday with Scotty Sayers and Ed Clements. Thank you so much, the great Huey Lewis of Huey Lewis and the News. Welcome back to Sports Saturday on KLBJ. This is the 15th Club End Zone Club. After the news at 6 o'clock, our show proudly brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance and by ABC Bank. Uh, this was not supposed to be this way. Uh, Texas leads Houston 24-21 as we enter the fourth quarter. Texas had a 21-0 lead. They whittled it away. Burt Auburn kicked a field goal to give the Longhorns a lead. Our man on the sidelines down in Houston is Ferris Clements. Ferris, uh, this was uh, it looked like at the makings of a blowout at 21-0. Uh, what's, the, what's the scene down there right now? Hey, Dad, uh, you know, it's, the Houston crowd has come alive. Um, it was pretty dormant the first half up until about three minutes left. It's, it's starting to swing. Um, our, our team has gone flat. Houston is now driving. It, it's getting a little scary, a little dicey down here. Um, we just got to close this thing out. Well, the longer they stick around, as you know, being an old football player for Austin High, the more likely Houston could have a chance to win this thing. The Longhorns got a hold here. I know we are several seconds behind you, but they just completed a pass almost to the 30-yard line. They're, they're driving right now, and this team knows what they're doing. I mean, they had to come back victory against West Virginia, so they're, they're, they're accustomed at this point, and it's going to get scared for the Longhorns here if they can't take care of business quick. Hey, Ferris, what's the crowd like there? Is it is it 50-50 Longhorn and Cougar fans, or is it really a home field advantage for them? You know, I would say it's about 65 to 70% U of H, 35 to 40% Texas. There's a big Texas constituent here, uh, but I will say the Houston crowd is starting to come alive, and it's getting louder and louder. Um, but we do have a nice... Nice big old Texas section right behind my back right now. I'm sorry if y'all can't hear me, but everybody's starting to get up. Well, let me tell you, we just saw a shot on the sidelines. It looks like Malik Murphy is getting ready to go into the game on the last series when Quinn Ewers really got wallop when he scrambled. Had a nice scramble for a first down, but we may be seeing Malik Murphy for the first time in a meaningful situation in a long time. I was walking by, and he was starting to warm up his legs, so we'll just see if he comes in and maybe... I, I, we haven't seen him in a few games, so this will be interesting if he comes in. Okay, Ferris, thank you so much for the update. It's fourth and one for the Cougs as uh, their pass is complete, and uh, they're going to get another first down. Ferris, thanks so much for being with us on uh, Sports Saturday today. Thanks, guys. Hook them. All right, hook them right. horns. That's Ferris Clements live from the sidelines there in <laughs> Houston uh, with the Texas Longhorns. Uh, 
struggling right now. Struggling indeed right now as the Cougars are threatening. Looks like they're inside field goal range as uh, Texas Longhorns have to have to do some some uh, holding on. It's a first and ten as Houston will scrimmage inside the 30 right around the 28-yard line, 24-21. Now the Bama game. Bama has extended their lead to 27-20. Bama 27-20. And again, as a Longhorn fan, you've got to hope that Alabama continues to win. Uh, now it's gotten up to 34 to 20. It's a nice comeback for well, the Jalen Melrose having a great game today. Yeah. They say he can't pass, but he's having a really good game today. Yeah, I remember uh, Tennessee had an early lead. So again, the Longhorns uh, need to win this thing. And uh, Oklahoma won today. They took care of business barely in their game with Central Florida. So we'll see what happens here. Now, a second and ten for the Cougs as they look uh, past deep. Intercepted. And it's intercepted by Michael Taft. Michael Taft takes a knee. That's a nice interception by Michael Taft, the former Westlake Chaparral, who was a walk-on for the Texas Longhorns. Now he has a, a full scholarship. So that's a positive note, Scotty, as the Longhorns now need a long drive. But here's going to be fun. Well, we see uh, Malik Murphy after the Michael Taft interception for the Longhorns. I would love to see Malik Murphy because I think Malik Murphy gives you that element that Quinn Ewers does not. That is a running quarterback. Well, you'd like to uh, have him come in with a little bit more of a cushion. <laughs> yes, I mean, for the first time in, in the whole season. But um, anyway, we'll see. There's a break right now, so let's go back to golf for let's a minute. Let's do it. Let's do it. You and I play, and this you can listen to our podcast, by the way, on Spotify or on, on the KOBJ site. A lot of people listen afterwards since most everybody's watching the UT game. Sure. Um, okay, we're going to talk about rules here. Okay. Had some interesting things happen in matches this week. Uh, Ed, tell me what happens in match play. Your opponent hits it in the bunker. He goes into the bunker, and he starts raking the bunker before he hits his bunker shot. What's what's the rule? Well, uh I believe he under the new rules he can rake the bunker, but he cannot uh, do anything around his around his ball. Is that correct? That is correct. That okay. is a change in it's the a, rules. I thought that was yeah. Because back in the old days you couldn't rake anywhere in the bunker right. because they deemed it testing the sand. Right. But now you you can do all around it if that, you're taking care of the course. Taking care of the course. Yes. But and you so. cannot go. You can't touch your ball or rake. No, and I think that's you know I think that's an interesting rule because you really can test the sand though if you go rake another part of the bunker and really footprint do. or something. But those are the new rules, and so it's perfectly legal. And uh, uh, I'm you glad know. you said that because I'm sure there are people out there listening who are golf fans who maybe have experienced that with friends going, "Hey, hey, hey, what are you doing?" Yeah, two strokes, two yeah. stroke penalty. Yeah, and I'm still living by the old rules. I learned I learned that's a that's a new rule. Another funny thing happened, Ed. Uh, someone in our group, uh, a long par four, and they took a mighty swing on a tee shot, hit behind the ball. Their club jumped over the ball, and the ball fell off the tee. The air, the air from the whiff knocked the ball off the tee. What happens next? Uh, he can re-tee at no penalty uh, because the club did not hit ball. It was air. And he's hitting one. No. Is that right? Well, it's a whiff. He's not oh, hitting I guess one. you're right. Whiff, yeah. But I thought I thought that if you made the ball move off the tee that yeah, that you would you couldn't re-tee it. 
Huh. I said you couldn't retee it. We looked it up. As long as it's in the teeing area, you can't you put can it back on the tee, but it's your second shot. Your second shot. No penalty. Uh-oh. I mean, golf rules are so complex. You just there's something new every day. It, it is, but I think I like how the USGA has uh, made it a lot more fun. I love the rule where you can keep the pin in when you're putting on a green because I think that's really, really good. It helps the speed of play, and sometimes the old pin will help you not, not hit the pin and hit it in the, hit it in the hole. Well, let's face it. We grew up in an era when there were pins on the putting greens, and we got used to hitting putts a little firmer. So yeah. they hit the hit the pin on the putting green, went in the hole. They still have that at Munich. Yeah. Some places don't have pins in the putting green. Uh, I like to putt with the pin in. I do too. That's personal but, but, preference. But I, I know it's interesting, and some people don't. And you may be playing with a group you don't know, and they take it out. And you go, well, can you put it back in for it? It's a, it's this personal preference type deal. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk baseball for a minute. Okay. Those games yesterday. Off wow. The charts. Wow. Good. It was interesting. It was old school, old school baseball when the Texas Ranger hit the home run and really showed up the Houston Astros. Throwing the bat up, took him 30 seconds to walk around on his home run, uh, acted sort of foolish, and then the next time was up, uh, he got took one to the arm. And, yeah, the pitcher was throwing at him. The pitcher was throwing at him. Heck, yeah. And he reacted so crazily, it motivated and awakened the Houston Astros, I believe, Scotty. If the guy, if the guy just puts his bat down and goes to first, I, I'm not sure the Astros come back. But instead, he went crazy. Uh, both benches cleared, no swings. Dusty Baker was kicked out. Uh, the uh, Dusty Baker was kicked out. The player was kicked out. The pitcher was kicked out, that sort of thing. So uh, it was old school baseball, but it motivated the Astros to that win. Now the Astros are really in the driver's seat as they enter uh, the game tomorrow down in Houston. Yeah, and, and you know, the... The fact of the matter is the Rangers lost the game. They walked a guy hitting, you know, <laughs> under 200. Yeah. And then Altuve came up and yeah. see you later. You see, but that Diamondback game and the Phillies last night, what another great game. See, this is interesting, too, because it looked like the Phillies were in firm control after winning two straight games in Philadelphia. Now the Diamondbacks have won two straight, and they got one more game uh, in uh, Arizona. So tonight. Tonight. So that, that could go. That could go uh, the Diamondbacks' favorite. And you know what? I can't name a single person who plays for the Diamondbacks. I cannot. They're sort of, they've not sort of, they've been under the radar tremendously all year long. But, man, what a big come-from-behind win last night against Philadelphia. How many Phillies can you name? Uh, Knable, the uh, pitcher that used to pitch for Longhorns. Bryce Harper, uh, the first baseman. A few. That's A few. Yeah. Yeah, a few. Well, we're so mired in the American League now. It used to be all National League because of the Astros. Yeah. And then they moved them over. and Yeah, it's still weird to me. It, it is. It's still weird to me. Okay. okay. This is uh, the 15th Club, part of Sports Saturday on KLBJ Radio, uh, live from Dirty Martin's Place. Come on down and you watch college football. we got about 10 minutes left in the Longhorns and Houston Horns lead 24-21 after this game. It's going to be... Utah versus USC. Also, you can watch Arizona State and Washington. You can watch Virginia and North Carolina. Duke and Florida State. Great lineup of games. Also tonight, Tech at BYU and uh, TCU versus Kansas State. Those two teams split last year. Kansas State won the Big 12 
championship. TCU won the regular season championship. Uh, and we'll, we will see Kansas State in two weeks at DKR Texas Memorial Stadium. And next week we'll see uh, BYU as they will come into town for a 2.30 kickoff next Saturday afternoon at the stadium. All right, this is the 15th Club, part of Sports Saturday. We need to take a break after this break. We'll get you up to date around the country and the scoreboard and a little more golf talk and much, much more when the 15th Club continues from the iconic Dirty Martin's Place on the drag. Well, I've won and lost against the best. This old road's been a hell of a test. I'm still driving. I ain't slowing down. This is Pal Thompson with ABC Bank. You're listening to the 15th Club with Ed Clements and Scotty Sears on KLBJ. But I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around. Oh, we got to listen to John Daly for a minute here. Hit it hard now. <laughs> so far, man. Oh, I love that song. Thank you, G-Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's our friend Pal Thompson with ABC Bank, one of the sponsors of the 15th Club. Also, Texas Mutual Insurance, Salt Lake Barbecue, Naughty Deck and Bar at the Austin Renaissance, Marty's Tex-Mex, the Muni Conservancy, Donald Ross Sportswear, Edel Golf, and Zilker Belts. Ben Clements is joining myself, Scotty Sayers, and Ed Clements here on the 15th Club the last 15 minutes, and then we've got the End Zone Club at the top of the hour. Ed, what's happening in the UT game here? Well, not good for you to the Longhorns. The Longhorns still lead 24-21. Under 10 minutes to play, Scotty, but Houston scrimmages from the Longhorn 22-yard line. They just completed a long pass as they continue to march down the field. Again, Texas leads 24-21. Remember, Texas held a 21-0 lead. They led uh, 21-7 late in the second quarter, and inexplicably, Steve Sarkeesian said, hey, let's do a fake, fake field goal when they more than likely would have had a 24-7 halftime lead but instead uh, they didn't get the first down Houston scores make it 21 14 and it's been a heck of a fight in the second half Ben Clements is here your thoughts on this uh, uh, this is one that I am shocked because it was 21 to nothing and I thought it was going to be a blowout and even Tim Brando says we may see uh, Arch Manning a little later friends yeah guys you know uh, in my observation in 28 years watching Texas football I've never seen a, a Texas football team let up the way that we have seen today in Houston it was looking all, all peaches and gravy uh, through the first quarter, and Texas just really, really gave up. Peaches and gravy? <laughs> yeah. You mean peaches, peaches and cream? No, no, no. I don't like cream. I'm a gravy guy. <laughs> I've never had peaches and gravy, but they might have it here at Dirty's. Yeah, they could. <laughs> Either way, uh, don't, you know, don't, don't pay attention to what I said there. <laughs> no, it's, good. Way. it's a good al- analogy, but the bottom <laughs> but, line is... But have you had, I, you know, 21-0, it was looking like Texas was going to not only cover, but they were going to put a, a you know, goose egg yeah. on Houston. And play calling let up, defense let up. Quinn Ewers looks like a, a, a scared deer. And now he's in the locker room. And now he's room. injured when he tried to force a play and run. Yeah. I just have not seen this kind of play out of Texas in the past few years. And we've seen some bad football over the last three years of Texas. Texas, six penalties for 60 yards in this game which is too many, and also that Houston has had five plays of 20 yards or more in this game. Mm-hmm. So the offense had them up 21 nothing, and I think because of some co- coaches' questionable calls and some other things, it's now 24-21, and Houston is going to have to settle for 
a field goal uh, as they just got. I think they got jobbed a little bit by the officials because a Texas player and a Houston player were fighting, kind of pushing each other, and the Houston player had the last lick, and they called it on Houston. Now here's a field goal with a face mask, and here's Houston with a field goal attempt to tie this thing. It's up. Is it? It is. That is good. good. It's good. 24-24, under eight minutes to play, and Malik Murphy is a quarterback for the Texas Longhorns. This is huge, you know, huge that, for this team, needless to say. It is, obviously. This is going to be a big drive, especially for Malik Murphy and the offense trying to salvage this game, but... You know, I don't want to say that I'm I'm not surprised, but you know, after after last week, watching Houston defeat West Virginia at home, an undefeated West Virginia, they got a little bit of their mojo back. They are starting Donovan Smith, who we saw defeat Texas last year in Lubbock as a Texas Tech Red Raider. There were a couple clues that that gave Texas fans, hey, this is not going to be as easy as you think. But no Texas fan wanted to believe that Houston could be the game to worry about. And I thought this was a lock week. Excuse me, Scott. I thought this was a lock week. Remember, West Virginia scored last Thursday night in the final 12 seconds. Yep. But inexplicably, the West Virginia quarterback got a unsportsmanlike conduct yep. to wit. West Virginia had to kick off from the 20. Houston gets a ball on the 40. They throw a pass slightly inside West Virginia territory, and they throw the pass and get the tip. Dana Holgerson, the head coach of Houston, who is under fire, after West Virginia scored, I don't know if you were watching it, he walked down the sidelines thinking, am I going to get fired in the locker room? I better get my resume because he was dead man walking. And now he's on the cusp of defeating Texas, a team that he told to screw off in the, in the summertime. Screw you, Texas and OU. And he was told by his fans, we don't care if we go 1-11, just beat Texas. And they are on the verge of a possible giant upset. I think Tillman Fertitta probably was going to fire him after last yeah. week. I don't think there's Tell everybody doubt. who Tillman Fertitta is. Well, he's a billionaire who major donor to the University of Houston. I think he's head of the Board of Regents. I think he is, too. He yeah. owns the Houston Rockets. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of stuff in Needless Las Vegas. To say, yeah. A lot of stuff and, in Las Vegas. And the Golden Nugget, and amongst others, yeah. in Vegas. Landry's, Landry's uh, restaurants, yeah. Yeah. But, you, know, now, you know, in hindsight, now that we're watching this and we're watching this unfold, this, this close game, it, it, it makes sense that, you know, it could go two ways. We've talked about this past two weeks. Is the off week for Texas after a loss like OU good or bad? We're seeing that it is bad. Texas started off so hot, but they have let up. And against a Houston team who has been under the radar because they're not very they're good. They're not very good. But after a huge win, and they have a quarterback who's experienced against Texas, who's defeated Texas, you know, all the arrows are leading to watch out for the horns. But we heard all week long from our friend Steve Sarkeesian, we had a great off week, we're focused, we're going to be okay, everything is good. But we saw the exact same thing happen in Norman today where the Oklahoma Sooners were challenged by a really mediocre Central Florida team. Yep. Central Florida is on the level of the Houston Cougars, i.e. not very darn good. Yep. But these two teams have been able to do some things, and now the Longhorns get a good return as they get it all the way out almost to midfield. Boy, that's a great return by the Texas Longhorns. Yeah. Um, I, I, we've been saying this for a while, guys. I, I think really since the Alabama game, for, for Steve Sarkeesian, you need the mindset of survive in advance because – get to the Big 12 championship. From here on out, it doesn't matter how you win, 
Just where win. you win or yeah. what the score is, win to get to the Big 12 championship because you're not going to drop. If you get a victory, you're not going to drop in the polls. You will be in the Big 12 championship if you continue to win. As we've seen, by the way, Quinn Ewers is leaving the field, going to the locker room. Well, he's coming back from the locker room. Coming back from the locker room. Yeah, he's got have his jersey um, on. Looks like so, his sh- so, but Ben, shoulder. a couple of weeks ago when, when some of the top ten teams were winning close mm-hmm. games, you thought some of them should be punished yep. for the close games. But, so when do you punish a team for a for a small victory over a terrible team? When the rest of those top teams are destroying their opponents. We saw this week yeah. there have been a lot of close games with the top ten against unranked teams. So this is one of those weeks where you can you can skate by with a close victory over a non-top 25 team. The yeah. moment you have that you know, three-point victory over an unranked team and everybody else is destroying their opponents, that's when you have to worry. But we saw that with Oklahoma today, yeah. UCF. Yeah. They barely yeah. squeaked by. Yeah. They, they could have lost that game. So Texas. Yeah. But Ohio State won easily. Yeah, they Ohio did. State won easily, but number seven, Penn State lost 20-12. Yeah. to 12. Yeah. Tell you what. Uh, it's, all, it's all circumstances. Every yeah. single week is different on what the outcome is going to be on the polls. And, Ben, I know next hour we want to talk. Well, we'll take calls about this game that's still uh, seven and a half minutes to play. Also, I want to talk about the national scene. I was really impressed with the Ohio State defense today. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about uh, what if happens. And again, it's only the final four teams this year, 12 next year in the playoffs. Scotty, it's been a lot of fun. Does Bo Hostler win Zozo? I sure hope he does. He's off at 827 on the Golf Channel. He's ready. He's ready, so maybe this is the week. I hope so. Bo Hostler, who lives in Austin, former Longhorn, plays at the UT Golf Club. Scotty, thanks so much for being with us. We will see you next time. Uh, Don't go away. The news is next here on KLBJ Radio. Uh, The G-Man Garrett is uh, producing. Don't go away. Ben and I will be back with the End Zone Club next here on News Radio 590 KLBJ. At the Comeback Bar and Grill. At the Comeback Bar and Grill. I'm a rescue winner and I'm always here at the Comeback Bar and Grill. 